It's Sunday. You know what that means. Welcome in the Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop, and with me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? I'm alive somehow. Um, you know, I've been through a lot since our last show. Um, yeah. When was our last show, for starters? Um, <laughs> last Wednesday? Not this past one, but the one before? So we've gone... 10-ish days? How many? 11. 11 days? 11 days. So, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what's, what we've missed. I mean, I know some things we missed, but uh, we might be going back a week to <laughs> catch up on certainly the NFL stuff. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I guess we'd, we'd just come off the uh, divisional round, kind of recapping the leftovers of that, talking some Shepherd hoops. Um, and then the Shepherd game happened against Shippensburg. That, that was that night. So yes. Much, much has happened. <laughs> Yes, much has happened. This is going to act as our Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl uh, week. Yeah, because, yeah, like 10, 11 days ago, like you said, conference championships hadn't happened yet. And now we have the Super Bowl set, and it is what we thought it was going to be. It's what we said. We said Chiefs and Eagles, and, well, here we are. Yeah. It's a, it's a good matchup, good narrative. Because, um, listen, if I got to hear about this thing, for two weeks straight, I need something interesting. Right. Um, I just can't. I, and I, I can hear some talking heads in the background on a Wednesday afternoon, but um, I can't do it for a game that is just truly uninteresting because they're going to talk about it one way or another. So at least give me something that's interesting and and something I get into a little bit. Uh, so this is a good one with Mahomes. It's you know where the the Mahomes legacy to me, uh, is the most interesting. To be honest, I know the TV talking heads are going to run with the Kelsey brothers and Andy Reid and all that good stuff. Um, you know, just the Eagles story, swaggering head coach. But to to me, the Mahomes legacy stuff is is the most interesting, um, and I guess most underrated. Uh, kind of narrative line as we go toward this game. Uh, just because uh, we, we, you know, Tom Brady just retired. So that that is now <laughs> a closed book. We now have the body of work. And currently, as it stands, Mahomes is the only one who could even come close to matching, you know, any one of those things Brady did. Um, now, the Super Bowls, I don't know. Uh, that's a lot of Super Bowls, and you know we might not ever see that topped or even matched. Quite frankly, <laughs> I think four is my is going to be the mark for that, just because we've seen yeah. four a couple times. You know, some guys won three. Seven's weird. That's just like you you need a lot to happen. Um, for me, it's it's Mahomes is great. Um, we have the sample size. He is. You know, this isn't the best team he's had, but this is about as good as he's been um, when you really dig into it. He's got all these conference championship games, so those are stacking up. I mean, every single year that he's been the starter. Um, 
And now it's the matter of how long is he going to play? Because if he's healthy and he's on that team, um, he's going to be, you know, you would think achieving something close to this almost every season. Uh, a lot can change in the league, but, you know, we took away his best weapon and his second best weapon was a little banged up this week. I think that might've been slightly overblown him being a little questionable, but I do believe he tweaked Travis Kelsey tweaked his back going into that game and Mahomes was hobbled and still put up what on paper you would call a, a really, really good uh, championship game performance. So for me, uh, before we even get into the football, you know, X's and O's aspect of the whole thing. Uh, that to me is what's most interesting. I'm uh, actually, I'm, I'm absolutely with you there because <clears throat> first of all, we should talk about, there's just a couple things that he has already done that it, it's already approaching all time level. We looked into this this week, you know, someone that we were possibly going to have the show on the show today, but it'll, it'll have to be down the road. Uh, our friend Luke McGoldrick was pointing out, he wanted to think about how not only has Patrick Mahomes started five conference championship games, he started all five of those games at home. The last five AFC championship games have all been in Kansas City because of, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and all those things. And when you look into it, the number of quarterbacks who have started five conference championship games in their home stadium is Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. That's the list. <laughs> it's incredible. He's already five, five conference championship games alone already puts him on the same level as Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, or excuse me, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Donovan McNabb, Brett Favre, Jim Kelly, and Ken Stabler. Those are the other guys that have had entire careers and started five conference championship games. The only ones with more are Terry Bradshaw and John Elway with six, Staubach, Montana, and Steve Young. Well, actually, I don't even know if this can really count because... I think these guys might have been backups on some of these teams. They all played in seven, or appeared in seven at least. And then there's Tom Brady with uh, <coughs> 14. Yeah. yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> That's but, like a, that is a, I mean, some guys play 14 years. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And some, uh, a lot of guys play less. <laughs> our, our, yeah, our brain, uh, you know, our brain's been kind of warped by his, you know, 87-year career here. Because... Uh, like guys would play, you know, some of these guys get to 35 and that's, you hang it up because <laughs> 35 is, is a long, you played a long career at that point. Right. That was the amazing, I, I tweeted it this week after Tom Brady announced his retirement for the second time. But the, I do believe that he's actually done this time. Just yeah, the, the tone of his tone of voice in that video. Yeah. Last year. I mean, he, he, should have fully retired last year. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, 
there's all this 49ers talk and all that, um, which I'm sure is even going to continue until we don't see him play on a Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't, you can't count it out until you can't count out touchdown Tom. You can't count out touchdown Tom. And especially when it comes to actually not playing football anymore because he's been doing it for 25 straight years. Um, but yeah, until he's actually week one comes around and he's not <laughs> on a roster, it's like okay, I guess we can. I guess we can safely say that he's actually retired now. Right, right, and then, and still though, there's there's going to be the rumors of, hey, maybe he goes here, maybe he goes there, and and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, at this point right now. And this is, we'll say, before the the Brock Purdy injury. Based on what I saw from Brock Purdy and just how that team looked, compared to Tom Brady right now and Tom Brady several months even older, um, I feel like I would just rather roll with Brock Purdy at that point, to be quite honest with you. Um, Yeah. Because he, at the very least, you know, the, we could have already seen Brock Purdy's ceiling. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think, you know, neither of us are going to sit here and tell you he's a special quarterback. He's the next big thing. Um, we we went through that whole, you know, the Shanahan system. We've been over that. But, I mean, Tom Brady, if, if you even sniff him, is throwing it in the dirt or falling over. Um he can still throw a good ball now and then, but it's not nearly as consistent as he once was. He he he'll give you some misses per game. Um, you know, it's it. Do you would you really want Tom Brady at this point? And even two years ago, right? You'd probably you'd probably still lean Brady. Like the the you could yeah. you could see the decline a little, but he was still, um, you know, at the at worst he was still upper half of the league. Like he's playing well, definitely. Offense. Um, but at this point, and I know that offense really struggled to run the ball, and I get all that, but uh, you know, it just it wasn't pretty. <laughs> like that offense no. was bad the entire season. Their best game was probably that opening night game against the Cowboys, which they didn't even score that many points in that game. Uh, and outside of that, they had some late game heroics from Tom. And that was about it. I mean, it, it was a bad year. That was a bad team. They were lucky to even win eight games. They probably should have won closer to five um, if it weren't for those late game heroics. So, you know, that's that that's kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's how it ends for 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 Brady. I mean, that's he he. I'm sure more than anyone realizes, and obviously he will never admit it. But uh, he just doesn't have it anymore. And you know. Maybe he gets into his broadcasting career and he wants to, you know, crack some jokes about himself. Because uh, as self-serious as Tom Brady is, I don't put him past that. But uh, he knows as well as anyone it, it would be a rough go if he were to come back. Because that team especially is going to fall apart. And um, I don't think there is a good situation out there where a team would actually take him in. Because, I mean, they're going to have to pay him. <laughs> you have to sign him, and we'd, it'd be a one-year deal. Yep. And it would be, you know, it wouldn't be the veteran minimum, but it would it would be to the point where we'd rather just roll with a rookie, just see what he can get out of him. You know, um, 
because I mean it's it's the same it's the same type of vibe you get with like the the Matt Ryan situation in Indianapolis where it's like you sign him and you watch him for a few weeks and you go you know he the, he's not going to get much better <laughs> or any better if if that so you just got to move on from these older guys it's just not worth it to sit there and pay them year after year when at least put somebody in there who could improve somebody's you know 23 and not you know 42 so right yeah so what i was going to say about uh 15 minutes ago when you started that point i don't know uh <laughs> uh the amazing thing to me with brady's career is he won his third ring at the age of 27 we know that tom brady has seven rings the amazing thing is in the middle there he went 10 rings without one he went 10 years without one <laughs> yeah so he didn't win ring number four until 37 and he ended up with seven of them and uh, field yates put it well where he he said that tom brady in his 20s 21,000 passing yards, 147 pa- uh, passing touchdowns, three Super Bowl wins. Tom Brady in his 30s, 40,000 passing yards, 309 passing touchdowns, two Super Bowl wins. Tom Brady in his 40s, 27,000 passing yards, 193 passing touchdowns, two Super Bowl wins. Essentially, yeah. three Hall of Fame careers inside of one person, which is kind of incredible. And we talk about that, how Brady won his third ring at 27 because the Patriots won three out of four Super Bowls. And currently, Patrick Mahomes is 27. So we're sitting at a stage where Mahomes could get his second ring at the same age that Brady got his third. And then 10 years after this, Brady went ringless. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect Mahomes or any quarterback to play, you know, until 46 or whatever Brady is now. But it's not – it's, you know, at that pace, he's, he's even. But, of course, you know, four rings in your, like, late 30s and 40s is kind of crazy. Now, the thing with the Mahomes legacy for me is I thought this was a kind of amazing – to find this out, I was researching this on my own this past week after the Super Bowl was set. And I thought about how Mahomes is on his way to establishing himself as already one of the all time greats. So Mahomes is going to win MVP this year, regular season MVP. And it's going to be his second one. And he is, you know, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, chances are he's going to be Super Bowl MVP. And it would be his second Super Bowl MVP. So currently the betting odds have each quarterback as a, you know, even chance. So it's plus 130 for Hertz and Mahomes. So that tells you how close the Super Bowl is when in terms of betting odds. But that would mean that at age 27, Patrick Mahomes would have two Super Bowl MVPs and two regular season MVPs. And the list of quarterbacks that have done that in their careers are Tom Brady and Joe Montana. And this would be at the age of 27. And, you know, you think of quarterbacks and, and how many of these guys, uh, as you, as you look back, 
had some of their prime years in their early 30s, right? So, I mean, I don't know (laughs) how it could even be possible for him to be better. Um, But if we are talking about him in his prime, um, it would just be him being this good (laughs) year after year for another, what, five years? I mean, give him till he's 32. I think the thing for Mahomes to, you know, already even now to start to figure out, because we've seen and, and you know, nobody thinks of him and he's, and he's certainly not a running quarterback, but he absolutely is, is able to, to use his legs to yeah. escape pressure. And when he does run, he's pretty effective, you know, when he picks his spots and um, gets going downfield. But we saw in this, you know, AFC Championship game uh, what it was like when he really did not have that mobility for for a full length of a game in a big situation. Because, I mean, from what it seems as this was regular season, and let's say maybe they're playing the Texans, I don't know that he even plays in that game. You know, just give him at least a week off. Um, And he found a way to, you know, stay in the pocket and just deliver pass after pass. And to me, that that should be a preview for him for his, his later in his career. Cause yes, when <laughs> you get to your later thirties, that's, that's, that's about how fast you're going to be <laughs> healthy. So um, to see him do that now um, and you know, that's one game. If he can manage that type of discipline and, and decision-making over the course of a year, he should be in good shape. Uh, later in his career, because we do see, you know, these little Mahomes magic plays running circles around defensive linemen and throwing across his body type of stuff. Um, but to be really great, as long as a guy like, you know, <laughs> or anywhere close to a guy like Brady was, you're going to have to be able to just stand in there and deliver play after play after play. Because, I mean, even <laughs> just rolling out is is going to start to to be a bit of a task for you as you really slow down in your thirties. Right. And you got to set, you got to take into consideration that Travis Kelsey is also uh, a lot closer to the end of his career than Mahomes would be. Andy Reid's probably pretty close to retirement himself. And you take all those things into consideration. It's like, well, what is Mahomes' career going to look like after that? Because there was a time when the Patriots dynasty looked, you know, unending when they had won three out of four Super Bowls. And then when I just mentioned, they went 10 years without one. And right. there was there there was the 17 and 0 season. Like like I said, how hard it is to win Super Bowl in the NFL and how wild it is that Brady has seven of them is that there was that 17 and 0 team. Just because you don't win your Super Bowls doesn't mean that you're not having this, you know, still sustained sustained run of greatness. Right. Because obviously the the Chiefs have been great these past five years, but they've only got one Super Bowl out of it, and that seventeen and zero team did not win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, right? I mean, it, that's that's what is the craziest thing about Brady is that I should say sixteen best... and zero, eighteen and eighteen and one, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and his his best team and his best season was 2007, did not win the Super Bowl. His best Super Bowl was against the Eagles. He threw for 500 yards, and he lost. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I think that's where 
you know, me and a lot of other people fall back on, well, in the, the Super Bowls he's won, he's needed a lot to really go his way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> it and it's, it, it is a knock on him in a sense, but, like, he had his great seasons and his great Super Bowls. He just didn't really happen to win a lot of those, right? I mean, yes. you, you could say maybe his best Super Bowl was, you know, that Falcons comeback. But, I mean, they were pretty terrible <laughs> until for three quarters, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, you know, the best quarter of <laughs> maybe anyone's ever had was that fourth quarter. But right. um, it is just kind of funny to look back, you know. You can say what if with his, you know, his wins. And then you can flip it on his losses and also say, you know, he, he was great in this and his team lost, so. It's funny it never really lined up like that to where it's like it's either he's getting bailed out or he's bailing them out. Um, so that's just that. I mean, that's how it goes, though. You can't right. You it's, can't it, base it on one single person, though. That's how we kind of build these legacies, especially for quarterbacks. Right. Winning in the NFL is fo- fo- a lot of t- a lot of it is football is an incredibly team dependent sport. Another part of it is. The NFL playoffs are single elimination. It kind of has to be with the just the nature of the sport. You can't be playing seven game series of, of football. That would be abs- that'd be it, absurd. It would never end. <laughs> but the end result of that is we see it all the time with March Madness, whatever it may be. The best team and the best players every year don't win the Super Bowl every year. It's just oh. the nature of the game. It's a game of inches. No, this and that, no, all that. It results in sometimes somebody gets knocked out even though they were the best team that year. It happens all the time. So it's, it's that and it's the nature of how, you know, how much defense and you know, scheme and wide receivers and offensive line and running game come into things where it's hard to go off of, you know, uh, you won the most Super Bowls, you're just the best quarterback of all time. Now, the thing with Brady is he just sustained that for so long and so much more winning than anyone else that you just have to give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and and see, it, that's, that's, what it, that's what it is for me is it's the longevity that is like – it's the most impressive thing. Like, I, I – you can't make an argument – him over anyone else for you know arm strength and mobility and and at certain points even accuracy I mean I think you'd you'd be probably put prime Aaron Rodgers over him for you know just overall accuracy um, with the football but the the amount of time he spent just being in that like top five top ten and you know at his peak he was number one or number two uh, the amount of time he spent doing that is just unreal. So, yeah. So that's what it's like. He's the best quarterback of all time for those reasons. Of you know, he has the most yards by a mile. He has the most Super Bowls and conference championships by a mile, just on account of how long he was able to sustain his level of play into his into his mid forties, just about. Yeah. But I would not, by any stretch, say. He's the most talented quarterback of all time. Or say, let's say, if you were to say, 
build me a roster of all the players of all time, and it's to win one game. I guess I can say Brady because he just he won so many. But if you were to say one season, or even say, build, here's a roster of every player of all time you can have, and you get ten years to win as much as possible. I'm not picking Tom Brady. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers or, frankly, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Because they were more talented quarterbacks. Tom Brady happened to have one of the best coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. One of the – a stretch of some of the best defenses of all time in the Patriots defenses to go along with that defensive coach, Bill Belichick. He had some great receivers – some underrated receivers. He had the greatest tight end of all time for much of his, the back half of his career. He had some really good offensive linemen as well. It was a great situation. Now you can say the same for Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Because right now he's got maybe the second best tight end of all time. I don't know. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, and, I and mean, he listen, had, had Tyreek <laughs> Hill and you know, he had, he has one of the best offensive coaches of all time, Andy Reid. And if Kelsey has a good Super Bowl and, and you know, gets a ring and has another couple good years in him, and maybe even another Super Bowl. Then we start to have some conversations there. Um, <laughs> and but it's another one of those things where it's like you know, I probably would take Gronk, and you know, mm-hmm. give me one play here. We'll boil it down to right, that. yeah. One play, give me Gronk to just you know, maul somebody and moss them and do all that, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see over these next few years, just how that that evolves. Um, it's crazy to me, just kind of in the in the the historical talk. Um, we see Peyton Manning coaching Team AFC today. Yeah, how based on Brady's longevity and Mahomes being as great as he is, um, and you know Rogers getting some late career MVPs, how. Peyton Manning has kind of been lost in time. I, I had kind of subconsciously realized that while looking at all these like old records of conference championships and whatnot, and just seeing how much Peyton Manning was in there and just be like, man, I just don't, I don't really think about Peyton Manning that much anymore. <laughs> right. And it's kind of, yeah, it's like you said, it's a result of those, those things. But I think before Brady had gotten past like that fourth championship, kind of, like kind of while they were still playing, it was still very much a debate. Oh yeah, whether like... <laughs> Peyton, whether Peyton or Brady was the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, because I mean Peyton had those, um, especially after those couple strong years with Denver, um, set all kinds of records there late in his career, and then obviously, I mean, you want to talk about hitting a cliff. I mean, he went from basically one of the best quarterbacking seasons ever from a number standpoint to being maybe the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl, like in a matter of like two seasons. Um, So, yeah, I mean, at that point you would, you know, obviously even rings Brady still had that edge on him, but you know, you could dig into some numbers, just dig into like the rosters they had. I mean, Brady, especially, you know, those early matchups when they were, they were killing Peyton in the Colts had those great defenses, which, you know, obviously that's why they were killing Peyton specifically is because yes. those defenses were all timers. 
Right. Um, if you look at it, look at it. Yeah. If you look at it, 2015 Super Bowl 49, that's when Brady got his fourth ring. Super Bowl 50 is when Peyton got his second. So then you were sitting there where, okay, Brady has four, but Peyton has two now. But then the very next year, Brady gets his fifth against the Falcons. And then it's like, oh, man, five Super Bowls. And then as soon as he gets the sixth one, it's like, well, I guess, well, we can't really. It's, it, it, there was not really any debate anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah and I think the, the nature of the Falcons comeback yeah, is, is also – because we, we do that with LeBron as well, where it's, you know, th- this is a slightly different situation because obviously the Warriors ha- had the best record ever. <laughs> like that that was one of the all time great teams and he beat them in three one uh, down three one. So we, we kind of add that as like uh, he won, but also look how he did it. So we do that with Brady as well in that Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, obviously that being, that was number five plus him, you know, <laughs> just adding on, getting two more, of that. getting, and, a, get, adding on as many after that as Peyton Manning has in, in total. <laughs> and then he went to another team and won one, which Peyton did, which I think yep. people kind of use that is also, it's like, Hey, you know, um, Brady did it with these great Patriots teams, but Peyton left and made a, you know. A Broncos team that had been had some decent teams, uh, got been in the playoffs now and then, but they ne- they hadn't been great since Elway was there. Um, and he and he won with them, and you 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 could hold that over Brady, but obviously now, um, what he did with the Bucks, so yeah, I mean he's just it just shows you, I mean how quickly the stuff can move, um, and I think. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers adds to that as well. Cause, I mean, he's getting up there in age, and we saw this year <laughs> things may be starting to come apart at the seams for, for Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't know how that's going to unfold here. I mean, I, I don't even know how to speculate on that one. But no, I, I just wonder, as we move along here, is Mahomes going to be the next in line of guys who plays till 40 and we don't think about it? Or is it just going to be, uh, yeah, this is a weird era of, you know, just complete monster free quarterbacks and they just found ways and they happen to play at the same time. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. I mean, if, if Mahomes loses this one, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff that starts going out the window. Cause I mean, you're just going to start running out of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, he's not winning seven. But, you know, he could be – there's no reason to think he can't be one of these guys we look at with four Super Bowls. There's no, no reason. I mean, he's got a lot of good football left. Um, and if they're going to keep <laughs> getting these first-round buys, because, uh, I mean, they've, they've gotten the buy, what, I guess every year except last year, if I got it right. The, the, so – last year they were the they were the two. They played the Steelers, I think the – Bills for one. There was the Ravens. Oh, the Titans. Here. The Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So they the Ravens were the one seed, and they lost to the Titans. So that's why that that conference championship got to be in Kansas City. Gotcha. But the Chiefs were the <clears throat> the two seed that year. Yes, so they, they were. They, they were they, the two or the threes because they won. Got to face the four. 
gotcha. or the five, whatever it was. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, this the, that's where these these bye weeks are going to be huge because there's only one of them now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what Brady did for so long, and it really helped him. Is he got those buys? Yeah, he got the buy every single time. It seemed like like it, it's weird to go back and see anything with like a Patriots wild card game. Cause it just didn't happen. It seemed like nope. every year they'd be playing that Saturday night divisional round game to start every single year. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I think we can, uh, we can transition a little bit here. Cause... Well, first of all, before, before we get into the, the Super Bowl itself, I wanted to think, were you the one that shared with the, this week uh, with me in our chat, uh, the defense, the, all-time defenses points per drive allowed rankings. Yes. Where did you find this? It was on Reddit. Uh, I had a probably, feeling. It, it seemed like probably, a Reddit kind of thing. Probably. Yeah, they love that type of stuff. Um, probably r slash NFL um, posted on there. I'm sure if you go scroll Reddit right now and do a little scrolling, you might see it. But, yeah, essentially just a chart of – I. I guess it's just super is it super bowl winning well no not necessarily no it, so it's it's, it's all guys from this era of of quarterbacks so it's not it does this doesn't include guys like montana and bradshaw and stallback and steve young and guys like that like all time like aikman or marino kind uh, of, is it Peyton, Peyton even Peyton brett Favre. even brett Favre. yes it, it starts with peyton manning 1998 so it's I'll just read off the list of guys that this is. It's it's uh Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, Stafford, Drew Brees, Mahomes, Eli and Peyton, Aaron Rodgers, Goff, Philip Rivers, Dak, Big Ben, Brady, Josh Allen, Ro- uh, Russell Wilson and Lamar. So it's all this era of guys. And what this chart reads off is every year where did their defense on their team rank in points per drive allowed. And a guy like Derek Carr is all the way at the end. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Raiders defenses have been absolutely awful. He's had a bottom five defense in points per drive allowed. It looks like, Six times in his nine seasons. Oof. Nice. Which is disgraceful. The best quarterback on this list so far. It's only been five years. But, and the first year he wasn't the starter. He came in uh, halfway through. Was Lamar Jackson. The, on average, Derek Carr, the Raiders defenses under Derek Carr have average, have been on average uh, ranked 26.6 in the league. <laughs> In points per drive. And while the Ravens have been at 6.8. Now, Tom Brady, the only quarterbacks in front of Tom Brady on this list are Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson. On For Tom Brady's entire career, his defense averaged 8th, 8.3 in points per drive allowed. And you talk about the sample size. <laughs> like... The sample, and, yeah, from two thousand one to twenty twenty two. You can see on that chart when he was winning Super Bowls. <laughs> like, yes, pretty clear cut. Yes, so I think 
the year that they win the Super Bowl against the Rams, they're sixth. The year that they beat the Panthers, they are first. <laughs> yeah. And the year that they beat the Eagles, they are fourth. Yeah. They... So unless I got that wrong, was it 2000? The 2000. This goes off of the, when the season started, not when the Super Bowl was. So let me just check to make sure. Super Bowl 30, 38 should have been 2004. And I'll just double check to make sure that that's true. Yes, that was. Well, Super Bowl. The 2004 season would have been Super Bowl 39. Okay, let me check in again. Okay, so... So the Super Bowl... Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Super Bowl 38 would have been played in the calendar year 2004. That makes sense. 2003 season. Right, okay. In that case, uh, it was 2003, 2004. Okay, yeah, then I had that right then. Yeah, so... So the year, that they, the year that they beat the Panthers, they had the number one defense. The year that they beat the Eagles, they had the number four defense. So that tells you, and they had the number six defense when, when they beat the Rams. And then the next year, they went down the 22nd. They didn't win. <laughs> then they were third. Then they were fourth during the 16-0 season. Then Tom Brady, you know, tears his ACL and Matt Castle plays that year. Then they go seventh, and then here's the these are the years like you mentioned they win that Super Bowl against the Eagles, and then they go ten years of Brady not winning a ring, and this is where the defense is ranked: twenty second, third, fourth. Brady doesn't play seventh, sixteen, twenty one, twelve, nine, and nine. Yeah, and then they get back to the Super Bowl with the number eight defense. And then from that year on, Tom Brady never played with a defense ranked lower than sixth. It goes, it goes 2016 first, then sixth, seventh, first, and sixth, sixth, sixth. Wow. Every year that he's played with the, with the Buccaneers has that's... been the sixth best. They've been the sixth best defense in points per drive allowed. That's so wild. And you can even, I mean, you yeah. can do that with a lot of those guys on there. I mean, just look at it and go, oh, yeah, like that team, they were <laughs> they were really good these years. Oh, there's where, yeah, they, okay, yeah, they went eight and eight in those years. And then they kind of rise back up. So it's funny when you, you boil it down to, and I'm sure if it was, if it were points per game, the numbers would end up being, you know, pretty similar looking, but mm-hmm. I feel like there was points per drive. Yeah. Um, and that the last that last one where the Patriots ranked first, that was the one where they beat the Falcons. Yeah, there you go. And that just shows you. Now let's compare this for uh, let's compare this to Drew Brees. Oh man, Drew Brees played with a top ten defense in points per drive twice Oof. in his entire career with San Diego <laughs> and New Orleans. He played with a bottom bottom two defense five times oh man and let me go to go through drew Brees' entire career 1932 14 14 13 27 24 15 11 19 31 8 
I don't think that was the Super Bowl year, but it'd be funny if it was. 31-32-32. Oof. 11-20-16, and his very last year, 7th. I guess the Super Bowl year would have been uh, 2009. 0-9, that was 15th. Okay. So put it, I mean, look at that. <laughs> a <laughs> middle-of-the-road defense, and Bre- Breeze is in the Super Bowl and wins it. So. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, he, of all these guys we look at with all these great numbers, great careers to just, I mean, yeah, he got he got the ring, <laughs> which a lot of guys can't say, but uh, certainly a lot of wasted quarterback play on the Saints part. For what we talk about with the Saints and Sean Payton and all that, I mean, they turned it around down there. They they won a Super Bowl. They had a lot of years just kind of gone to waste. They had a lot of years just kind of hovering around 500 with Drew Brees in his prime or, you know, still just slightly after his prime but still a top-five quarterback. So they didn't really figure it out to make a, a well-rounded roster till Drew Brees turned 40. <laughs> no. And then let's look at Peyton Manning. As you might expect, that team, <laughs> that team that won the Super Bowl in Denver with Peyton was number one in points per drive allowed. Mm-hmm. Now, this was amazing to me. The Colts Super Bowl team that beat the Bears was 30th. Oof. Peyton Manning took the 30th defense <laughs> to... You want to a Super Bowl? Talk about carrying, but uh, at the same time, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to start at Peyton's the beginning of Peyton Manning's career. Twenty ninth, twenty third, eighteen, thirty one, eighteen, twenty three, twenty three, and then eight, and then thirty was the Super Bowl team, and then five, eleven, fourteen, twenty five misses the year, goes to the Broncos, fifth, nineteen. 12 first. So hit on average, his team's ranked 17th compared to Tom Brady's being eighth. So he overall, <laughs> which I, that's what you would say just based on vibes. It's yeah. Like overall, like this is the thing with the Col- those Colts defenses had a lot yeah, of great sure. players, but they were always injured. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that, that's like Bob <laughs> Sanders, Bob Sanders, had played like two full seasons and he was first team all pro both of those seasons. <laughs> Dwight Freeney always had a hamstring or something. Robert <laughs> Mathis. But even yeah. then it was like still kind of pretty iffy, pretty iffy defenses there. Yeah. And, yeah. So. and then the next guy in front of uh, in, after Brady, the next best defense, it's Ben Roethlisberger who has two, who has two rings. Yes. And if you look at his, you see those first few years, very good. Then there's a drop off because the whole they kept everybody as long as they could. They got old. Yeah, what was rebuilded to being pretty decent? What was the last Super Bowl that they made? What year was what year was that? They they made it and lost in ten, and then they made it and won in two thousand eight and two thousand five. Okay, so that's uh... (laughs) the ones that they won were the fourth best defense and the second best defense. And the one that they in 2010 was the first best defense. Yeah. was number one. And then you see starting in, starting in 2013, it goes down 25, 21, 25, and then it never gets in the back in the top 10 until 2020. Yep. 
Yep, till they got a uh, till, till until uh, Minka and TJ were on the same team. They were <laughs> mid. Yep. Yeah, it is it is funny that they're like of those three teams that reached the Super Bowl, the overall best one was the one that lost. Like that was the most balanced, great on offense and defense. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and if Rodgers. you look at just a couple other guys, yeah. Aaron, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is right next to Peyton Manning on this list. The next one down, he's his defense ranked of averaged ranking 18th. And I'm looking at this. Rodgers has only had a top 11. Uh, let's let's call it top nine. He's only had a top nine defense twice, and one of them, he's only had a top five defense. Once and it was the year that they won the Super Bowl. Wow, yeah. Who would I mean? Who would have thought? It just shows you how we don't really know. Um, who would have thought after that twenty ten Super Bowl that he would just never get back? <laughs> like, no. I mean, I would have never guessed that. I've and I never even thought about it like that. I've never even. I. <laughs> wow. Like, who would it like after that? And then he comes out the next year, MVP. Like, they're even better than the year before. And then they get bounced by the Giants, but it's like literally something that simple. Of well, that that team had the twenty third best defense. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's like you come out and the yeah. Giants are on a run, and you're done in one yeah. game at home. And now, now here can be our transition. So far, Mahomes is five years. Their Chiefs have been twenty eighth, twelfth in twelfth in the year that they won it, thirteenth, nineteenth, and this year twenty fourth. Right. So that's the thing for them. If like if Mahomes can can luck into some great defenses when he's like 37 (laughs) 38 yeah like that's how he's gonna have to kind of climb this mountain because like as good as he is like it's just and you know we you see with these great quarterbacks you just can't carry a a bottom half of the league defense for 20 years you just uh, brady didn't like (laughs) no he never had to like and that's you know Brady was a great quarterback on, you know, pretty much every year, really good team. So you you do need to – the other side of the ball matters, folks, D- despite what they say, this league of offense. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady has played on a team with a top 10 ranking in points per drive allowed 16 times. Man. That's it's pretty ridiculous. Like, as a lot of guys on this list didn't play sixteen years. That has to be yeah. And I'm like, that has to be the most ever for any quarterback. Because first off, how many quarterbacks have played sixteen years? Eli Manning played fifteen years total. Yeah, and Eli, like, you would say Eli Manning had a long career. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, speaking of, uh, I, I want to mention real quick on longevity, uh, a, a hard gear shift here. And then I guess we can make Super Bowl picks. We Maybe we can do a little, like, kind of like our New Year's show, just a silly little Super Bowl afternoon show. We could do that. We could. This is just an open show meeting here we're doing. But um, yeah. that, that, that might be a fun idea. Garrett will be there, you know. Garrett, Luke, Garrett, Luke, and Shep. Do some F one coverage or something, but yeah. um, I want I wanted to say real quick, LeBron's in year twenty. He's about to break. By the time you hear us next, he's probably going to have broken the scoring record. Yep. And uh, he 
And, and listen, he he had fallen off. There had been some injuries past couple of seasons, but he's playing out of his mind right now. And I don't know if it's the scoring record that has him in like playoff Braun mode or what, but um, we're gonna have <laughs> to start having some interesting conversations about him because, like, if he's this good right now, assuming he doesn't hit a cliff, like what? How long is he going to When does it end? Wait. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he could, he, he's going to play longer than Bronny. Like, like he, he <laughs> like, I, I just don't know how he doesn't make it to, you know, like 44 years old at this point. Like, if he has, I, yeah, if, I don't know. If, unless he has too much pride and says, if I can't start in this league, I will just retire. He could be – I mean, like, Vince Carter played till he was, what, 42? Right, that's what I was going to say. If he's willing to play until he's Vince Carter, Carmelo Anthony, even Dwayne Wade level, that's probably, like, six years from now? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how he evolves because he's, like, athletically <laughs> still a freak. Like – I don't know. Is he going to just become a great facilitator in his old age? I don't know what that's going to look like, but I don't know. if he's willing to come off the bench for somebody, he could still have several years left in him. Yeah, so, absolutely could. I mean, he's, I mean, <laughs> right now that we're still a, a bit away from that, but um, it's probably going to have to take injury because he's looking like one of the best players in the league over the last month or so. So. Before before I transition away from this deep from this defense's points per drive allowed thing, I just want to say you know who this this list really just is an indictment on Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson has won one playoff game without a top ten defense in this ranking in the stat. Oof. I want to say I forget exactly. I I, I had made that point. Early, uh, earlier this week. I forget if the cutoff was top 10 or top 12, but it's somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And it's not great. <laughs> it might be top 8, you know, it's it's somewhere in that in that range. But, I mean, the first five years of Russell Wilson's career, the Seahawks ranked second, first, second, fourth, fourth. Oof. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, Legion of Boom. Yep. They were uh, – that's an all-timer for sure. I mean, if you're good enough in today's age to have a name for your defense and a cool one, I mean, come on. Yeah, they – and he – man, talk about Brady's close Super Bowls. Russell Wilson, I mean, could have – he had one in his hand. <laughs> Literally. He had uh, he had him in uh, – what was it, Doug Baldwin's hands or whoever? I've, I'm going to – Man, that's the thing. I don't remember who he. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember who he's throwing it to. I just remember that he didn't hand it to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, probably Doug Baldwin. What What's the consensus on that play? Because you hear like, you hear both sides of like, oh yeah, Russ actually changed that play, or like he asked to, he asked to throw the ball there, and other people have taken blame for it. Like, do we have the consensus? Um. I think the consensus is just that, like, Malcolm Butler read it immediately. I guess he probably, I guess Russell Wilson shouldn't have thrown it. Um, but it was like a great play. 
but I think the consensus is just like, why didn't you just hand it off to Marshawn? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go down. I mean, if you want to talk about stuff that goes down in history, whatever legacy it, it holds, that play literally one second after it happened was, why didn't you hand it off? Like, there was no, oh, in 10 years we'll look back at this, blah, blah, blah. It was literally instantly, why did you not run the ball? This is the dumbest play ever. We will never forget this. <laughs> and, like, we kn- we all knew it in the moment. Like, there's very few plays like that where it's like, yeah. Because sometimes you say it or people will say it. Oh, that's one of the great this and that. And it just kind of gets forgotten. Um, that's it w- the one <laughs> where it's like, no, we who will ever forget that? Who the hell is Lockett? <laughs> it's it's not Tyler Lockett. It's got an E at the end. Ricardo Lockett? Rica- Ricardo, right? Yeah, it is. It's Ricardo Lockett. <laughs> That's who he was throwing it to. <laughs> Even worse. Disgust. Instead of handing the ball to beast mode at the two-yard line. Disgraceful. I don't remember what down that was, but who cares? It was not. It, it was wasn't not, fourth. It was not fourth, and that's kind of <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if it is fourth, yeah, I'm probably going to throw it. Just to make sure it, the ball goes into the end zone at some point. Um, but even then, Marshawn Lynch at that time, uh, he was still beast mode. So, yeah. Is the Pro Bowl over? <laughs> I think it is. This Did was. Finally end? There were 24 seconds left. The Seahawks had one timeout and they were second and goal. Man. So, yeah. Shout out to Daryl Devil. They had, so you, they had a timeout, right? Yes. Awful. Just, it's pretty disgraceful stuff there. Um, but anyway, that was Super Bowl 40. Seven or whatever, 48, 49, it 49, 49. It was, a, it was a good Super Bowl. Uh, for Super Bowl 57, that's this week. Oh, um, man, I'm, I'm excited. I, I like Super Bowl. I like that we said at the beginning of this that this was our Super Bowl preview episode, and we are not talking about the Super Bowl until <laughs> an hour in. <laughs> that was the that was our that was our intro. Welcome, yeah, that Iowa was that was more of a that was more of a Tom Brady retirement, uh discussion there but he with, always wins he always he even he won our super bowl god incredible Sicko. disgrace disgraceful Darryl bevel is currently the uh, offensive coordinator and pass game coordinator for the miami, miami dolphins just uh just put that oh, out there makes you think but anyway super bowl 57 the chiefs and the eagles uh let me check the current line for this game they opened up at eagles minus two Sounds right. It's probably it's probably still about there, right? I think it might have moved to like one and a half as soon as we were like, "Oh, Mahomes isn't that badly hurt." I'm gonna say it's at like one and a half. It is at one and a half. Yes. All right. So that's fair. I really, at this point in time, have trouble picking somebody. Um, I need like Friday's injury report <laughs> to pick the game. Kinda. Yeah, um, if the Chiefs have most of their receivers, it makes it a lot more interesting. If the, I, need, I should I think... say, say the Chiefs, if the Chiefs have like none of their receivers, I can not solidly confidently pick the Eagles. But like, I would if you tell me they're not going to have Miko, they're not going to have. I, I think Juju's okay, right? Like, I, I I see. Here's the thing: I just truly do not know. <laughs> so. 
Um, is 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 Kadarius Tony all right? Like, what's that's the other one, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's not their most important player, but if he's out, I think that's just enough for them to like not score like one. They're gonna score like two, three less points. Mikel Hartman is doubtful. Juju is questionable. Kadarius Tony is questionable. Legarius Sneed is questionable. Willie Gay is also questionable. Okay. Uh, full, but it was a limited practice for Willie Gay. Uh, there was a full and full practices for Mahomes, McKinnon, Pacheco, things like okay. that. So that's what we're dealing with there. I say we'll give it a, a week's. I mean, by, by by Friday, I can pick a game for you. But right now, I just can't. Um, I mean, at this point. We'll just say right. If they played right now, I'd pick the Eagles. Um, I I would have to lean towards the Eagles at the moment. Even even Mahomes, if he comes into this thing limping at all, or he tweaks his ankle, the ankle just really throws me off because I think he could do great things with a limited receiver core. We saw the Super Bowl where his line was hurt. That's a different story. With worse receivers, I think he can make some stuff work. Um. But the, the injuries for him and his receivers worry me because they're going to have to score points. Like you said, the Chiefs defense is not, per on a per-drive basis, is nothing great. Um, and the Eagles offense is great. So, yes, from that standpoint, I just don't know. And, and you know, we, we just went on about how great Mahomes was. I just don't know if they can keep up because, to me, the Eagles – feel like they're going to score pretty much 30 points like just just because <laughs> yeah you i mean take this for whatever whatever amount you want to and no no one has won the mvp and super bowl since 1999 mm. in the same season that is uh and that was kurt warner that year so uh, it just feels like one of those things where we talked about that legacy kind of thing it's like oh you know if Mahomes can get himself another second ring and second Super Bowl MVP he'll be 27 he'll already be on that list of all guys it's only Montana and Brady that have done it and it just feels like the kind of thing that would be ruined you know yeah it just kind of feels like one of those things it's like oh man he can do it this year and then nope no comes in yes. instead he's uh, Jalen Hurts wins one Eagles win one he still only has one he's got some catching up to do just feels like one of those things, but again, it's it's that's more of like a that's just vibes. That's not really actual game analysis. Yeah, the game analysis is both of these teams are really good, but the Eagles feel more complete. They do. Jalen Hurts is definitely not the better quarterback, but he has to do less. Yeah, Mahomes and he, and he, has to do more. And the amount of good receivers that he has available will determine how much more than usual he has to do. Combine that with a high ankle sprain. And that's the kind of things that make me lean towards the Eagles. But at the same time, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's hard to bet against them. And, you know, it's not only that he needs to just keep up with the Eagles, who I think are going to score a lot of points. It's the fact that the Eagles have a really good defense as well. Um, and so just to keep up, I mean, that's it's hard enough, but 
the, the Eagles defense, and that, that's what it comes down to a lot of times when you look at two great offenses, is whose defense is better? Who's just going to get that extra stop or two? And the Eagles, I mean, just every single level of that defense is really good, uh, especially that defensive line. Um, that's how you beat great quarterbacks is with pressure up the middle. And if you have a quarterback who's maybe a half step slower than normal, then that kind of compounds the issue. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now it's it, I got to lean Eagles, but if the Chiefs get healthy, yeah, you got to come. I don't, doubt, I don't doubt Mahomes against anybody. Yeah, combine that with the fact that the Eagles don't just have a good defense; they have a, a, a great de- a great defense. They also have a great running game behind a fantastic offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I know Lane Johnson's been banged up, but he's been playing through uh, his injury. So he's not 100%, but he's still playing. I think the big issue with the Eagles coming into the playoffs was how healthy is Jalen Hurts. And he said two games to show how healthy he is. And I think the best way to answer that question is that he's healthier than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that might enough of a difference I think I think it's going to be little it's going to be little things here and there that make the difference yeah it's I mean, not it's, eh. it's going to really come down to just kind of those in-game bounces and 50-50 type of plays um I mean we do we have another week like the, the Chiefs have time to kind of regroup here um from a, a hard-fought uh weird AFC championship game so, I, I mean, it's – and it's also, you know, Andy Reid with that extra time. You hear so much, Andy Reid off the bye is, is this record and this record, which, you know, is not the greatest indicator of how well they'll play in this game. Right, because it's but, just like who, who, who are they playing um, off of those? And what that who... just kind of means is Andy Reid is a very good coach and puts together a good offensive game plan, which really he does on a weekly basis. <laughs> like his, his record is good after bye weeks because – he wins after the bye and also most of the other games. So 27 and four, by the way. Yeah. That's what the record is. Yeah. So, but I mean, he had two weeks to prepare with a banged up O line a now, couple years ago, and that yeah. didn't work out for him too well. Again, against the spread, 22 and 13. Mm, so that's interesting. So that's, that's really good also. That's still, um, yeah, that's a very good record. Yes. In betting numbers, anything over over fifty is good. Anything anything like above fifty five is very good. But anyway, so if we if we hit you with a, a show next week, I'll make my official highly disputed pick. But for now, we'll lean Eagles. But I can't. I just can't lock anything in. Yeah, it's just it like Legarius Need is has to clear concussion protocol. And giving him two weeks to do that, you would assume. That he'd be able to do that. I don't think it's like a consecutive concussion type of thing. Like I think it's his first one of the season, of you know, without knowing his whole career. I don't know if he's had how many concussions he might have had before, but it's not like a two a situation where it was like two in two weeks or something like that. Right. So he has two weeks to get out of concussion protocol, which you would hope. But if he doesn't, the Eagles have Devonte Smith and AJ Brown to take the top off the defense and that'll be really that'll be even harder to do with one less corner and we already talked about how the pay, this Chiefs defense this year is I think it was 24th in points per drive allowed like it's not a good defense it's fine like uh, in in places mostly because they have Frank Clark and Chris Jones 
who are very good. Right. And that kind of intera- that kind of counteracts some of the, you know, mediocre players they have. That's going to be kind of that you hear like TV broadcast talk about that X factor. That's going to be those guys. They're going to have to like yes. They're going to have to bully Jalen Hurts into some mistakes, like get him out of that work him out of his system, his routine. Um cuz like you said they don't ask a, a ton of him, but he is very good. And he's very talented and athletic. And so if you can kind of get him off his spot and maybe force a mistake for him in a game where he's never, you know, he's never played in a Super Bowl. Um, he's played in some big games for sure in college and, you know, played some big playoff games here lately. But the Super Bowl is just a different beast. And so mm-hmm. you can kind of rattle him early, whether it's physically or mentally, maybe you give yourself a little bit more of a chance there. But again, they have the running game to lean, lean on. So right. you kind of have to, you know, any any slight advantage you can get against them as a defense, you have to take it because they're always going to have the run game. It might be one of those situations where if the Chiefs have all of those receivers out, Chris Jones might have to have a, you know, is he the Super Bowl MVP level game yeah. to, keep, to keep up and uh, contain the Eagles? It's so going to be, be the like thing. two sacks, fumble, forced, and recovered, like three tackles for loss type of game because they're going to need every single one of those. Because I mean, it's just it's just hard to pick any weakness on the entire Eagles team, right? And it's like they have those guys in Brown and and Smith that can take the top off the defense for those explosive plays, and then they have Goddard uh, underneath. They have Miles Sanders. They have that great offensive line. Especially if Miko Hardman and Kadarius Tony are out, the Chiefs playmakers are not take the top off the defense kind of guys. Travis Kelsey is a, you know, 10 yards down the field crossing route kind of guy. He just finds ways to get open. He's hard to tackle. He's hard to cover with a linebacker. But he's not a guy that, like, you're going to throw a 30 yard post route to like you would have a Tyreek Hill. Yeah, or even Nicole Hardman. Well, look at how they won their Super Bowl. They won a couple years ago. I mean, it <laughs> right, was that, exactly it was the the big passing plays late that that kind of got them back into that game and and won the game for them. So right, yeah, like they would have to. More of a, it's like a death by a thousand cuts type offense. They're just yeah. Gonna... It's like Juju Juju's not that guy. He's he's a route running technician more so more so. He's your you know ten yards, your slants, your ins, your outs, comebacks. Yeah, type of guy. Then it's like if you want a big play over the top, it might have to be like a wheel route to Pacheco. It might just have to be Kelsey gets lost in the seam type of thing. It might just have to be a blown coverage. Yeah, I think the best the best thing Kelsey and Juju do um, in terms of big plays is yards after the catch. Like if if you can get those guys down about where they caught the ball you're you're gonna win the football game <laughs> it's right. pretty much as that simple like just limit those big plays um you know you can't if you get this team in third and long yeah Mahomes can make something happen but they're not quite as deadly as, as they have been in these past seasons mm-hmm. um, and that's where the mobility like if Mahomes can't extend plays quite like he's been able to then suddenly we're looking at a different ball game so yeah, like I um, said, they don't have they don't have those guys. And the Eagles, the Eagles can't throw that deep ball. I mean, they exactly, got, they can do it. This well, like I said, 
like I said, the Chiefs don't have those guys, and the Chiefs or the Eagles do. AJ Brown and and uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah. So and they have the they have maybe like the fourth best tight end in the league in Goddard. Like after, once you, maybe fifth. Once you get past what Kelsey Andrews, Kittle, it it might be Goddard. Yeah, it might be. And listen, we've seen the Chiefs a lot of times this year kind of just play pretty so-so football and then win a game by 10 points. <laughs> so, yes. and, you know, we've seen them against some of these 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 upper-level teams have success, but uh, you just get into a Super Bowl, both teams have two weeks. Um, the most injured you've been, I mean, it's, it's what we keep kind of falling back on here. Um, there's a reason the Chiefs or there's a reason the Eagles are, are favored right now. And we'll see if that works its way down. I feel like Eagles one and a half feels about right. Even mm-hmm. when the even maybe we get down to one <laughs> when the if the Chiefs can kind of uh have a some some good looking uh injury reports this week. But yeah, man, I, I you know, all these advantages we keep going on about the Eagles, I still think the game ends up being close. That's uh, the thing. The big, the, the, the adv- uh, that's the one advantage that the Chiefs really need is having Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, and the other team doesn't. Yeah, he. Will... That might be the only advantage they need. It might not be. They might. It might not be enough, especially with him not being a hundred percent. But that's why it's hard. That's why it's hard to gauge. You know. Yeah, they might. They might. Uh... How many of his receivers are going? Is he going to have? And how much is the ankle going to limit him? Yeah, That's they might... stuff that we don't really know until Sunday, next Sunday. Yeah, they might just need Mahomes, one of those, hey, it's the second half. Uh, you're just going to get the ball every play. You need to will us to a win type of games. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, if the Chiefs can figure out a little run game there. Uh, it's gonna say they they can run the ball, but they don't really. Like, it's not like it's not a deadly run game by right, any I means. Really... I really thought they were they were going to run the ball more with Mahomes hurt, but they they made it work. I mean, he sat back there and and mm-hmm. delivered. They, they pretty much did their own type of running game, just quick throws and get it to Kelsey. Kelsey just kind of sits down there, <laughs> about eight yards down, and sits down in the zone. So, um, and hey, listen, if that's that that's that's probably the way you're going to have to beat this Eagles defense. It's just all right, Kelsey, seven yards kind of sit down there i'll feed it to you get the ball away in two seconds yep minimalize you know all these beasts they got up front all their 12 defensive linemen they got <laughs> coming at us here right because so, i mean they rotate those guys in and out and they're all so good so yeah that'll be the one of those yeah we can't forget that the eagles the quarterbacks they've played so far are in the playoffs daniel jones and i don't know what do we want to call it Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, Brock Purdy went out <laughs> on, I think, the sixth offensive play. Um, Josh Johnson was in for a quarter or so, and then it was Brock Purdy, but it really wasn't. Like, they, he didn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, really. So, yeah, I mean, they've, they've had – I think we could agree both things are true, that they have had the easiest path to the Super Bowl, about as easy as you could have. And they they are the best team. Like yeah. both of those things can be true. That's and, why both their games were not close. And the scores reflected it. Yeah, it's not like man, it 
if they had just snuck by both those games and were here, we'd have be having a much different conversation. Yes. But listen, they played teams that were in the playoffs, won playoff games, and they dominated them. So we'll give them credit for that. But obviously, with the quarterbacks out, um, the scenario changes. But I mean, I just I don't think anybody's doubting how good this team is. It's just you can't. <laughs> it's undeniable. Yes. So, well, yeah, again, I, you know, like we'll say, we'll lean Eagles until we see just how many Chiefs receivers are in or out, see if there's anyone else in or out. Like if Legarius Sneed, if Legarius Sneed, Miko Hardman, and Kadarius Tony are all out, I think Juju is on track to play. But if those three are all out, I'm, I'm sticking with the Eagles. That's fair. If all three of those guys are in, I'll have to think about it more. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like two, one or two are in, the other's out, then I'm like, you know, again, I'll think about it. You know? Yeah. I think we are, we are in agreement. Mm-hmm. We've been pretty much really outside of Bengals bills. We have been, we've been pretty spot on with the playoffs. Yeah. So I think, well, we saw, you know, we came out of that divisional round and it was like, man, the Bengals' offensive line just played crazy. We didn't see that coming at all. And then they got against the Chiefs, and it was like, oh, maybe yeah. the Bills' pass rush was just bad. Yeah. Like, actually just straight up bad. It was just one of those, oh, there they are. This makes more sense. Right. <laughs> like, that's what we thought was going to happen against the Bills. And, they like, as they do, they just kind of found a way to make it close. And the Chiefs won because Patrick Holmes. And that was it. Like, that's... And that's that's kind of how this game's gonna have to go, just probably a little, a touch higher scoring. If I had to yes. guess, yeah, we came out of that Bills game thinking that those those backup linemen for the Bengals that we had to say, I apologize, I wasn't familiar with your game. But uh, <laughs> after the AFC Championship, it was more of the you can't fool me. Yeah, I am familiar yeah. <laughs> with your game. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we just get better refs for the Super Bowl? That's all I ask. I'm so glad that that play didn't actually that one play that everyone was yelling about didn't matter act, didn't end up mattering because it just would have been so annoying. Yeah, like yeah. the play, like it was supposed to be stopped, and like the play shouldn't have counted either way. Like, yeah, if the like if the Bengals got a stop there, or they they did get a stop there, if the Chiefs had gotten a first down there, it would have still been replayed. Right, like and it, then yeah, and then the crowd, then the Chiefs crowd is like, oh my, and God, it's like, oh, you just screwed there. over the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just, I'm really glad that that drive ended in no points, and so everyone could shut the hell up. Yeah, we're just playing the result here. Is all we're doing, and yeah. then it's, and then the rest of the game, we're trying to pick apart like calls that you could argue maybe, but it's like, come on now, like holds are missed every play. We, it sucks when it's against your team, but we the all holding. The, what are you? Uh, people were yelling about the holding on the last play, right? When like, Mahomes got pushed out of bounds. Yeah. So th- there, there's a specific uh, amendment in the rule book about about what the Bengals' defensive linemen were doing there. They were doing rip moves, where essentially, if you already have contain uh, control of a defensive lineman as an offensive lineman, and they do that rip move, it looks like a hold. Yeah, it's essentially it, is, it looks like a hold, but essentially it's the play. It's the defensive lineman shifting his body 
to where you are holding him. It's not you initiating it. So that's why, like, it was Nate Tice of, uh, I believe, The Athletic had to, you know, explain the rule book to people <laughs> on Twitter on Monday morning about that. So there was that. And then what was it? I think I think the Bengals did get, kind of get screwed on that intentional grounding. That was it. That was like, what, first or second down on that one drive? Yeah. And it's end. also like it's intentional grounding. So it's like it's an incompletion anyway. Yeah. The – that's a good point. Um, you, like, yeah, it's, you, lose you lost the yard. Yeah. The refs were not any more incompetent. They weren't screwing the Bengals any more than, you know, one team or another gets screwed in any average game with yeah. bad officiating. So once again, for like the fourth straight week, we ask Bengals fans, please shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a recurring theme. At least we're we're done with them, or at least I hope. I don't know what I don't For know. What they'll, they'll they'll find a way to complain about the Super Bowl. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. They always do. So they're done. The Chiefs win by twenty, and they're sitting there going, "It should have been us." Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's just like <laughs> whatever whatever outcome ang- angers the the Bengals the most. That's gonna be the outcome because the, it's in the script, obviously. The league, of course, it. that was hilarious. I'm loving the I'm loving the script jokes the the the, the jokes, jokes the jokes the jokes are are funny but I, I when I first saw it I was like wait do people think this is real yeah yeah that was my thing but once we were, once it was like okay like okay anyone, now I'm seeing like 95 percent just memes okay yeah anyone no, with half anyone with half a brain now is like in on it so we're all I think yeah any any kind of sort of content where PFT commenter is involved you can't take seriously right <laughs> so. That's that. Uh, we are 90 minutes into this. Uh, well, more like by 85, I guess, depending on when we started actually doing the show. And let's see. Knicks are on. They're on ESPN. Yeah, getting killed. Yeah. They're on 12 over <laughs> 12-0 run at the moment. Of course, when Deuce, of course, when Deuce comes in. Yeah. Deuce has been uh, – he was solid. He, they played last night. He was solid. Looking good tonight. So, yeah, see the Knicks. L- yeah, literally hours ago. Uh, Kyrie Irving was traded to the to Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can mention that maybe. What a, a weird! Bit. I just would have never guessed the Mavs. I it, it's been flowing around for weeks and weeks that it's like uh, the Mavericks and Luca want more help because they should. <laughs> don't make Kyrie Luke... that guy. Like I don't know. Is it gonna mesh? We well, they gave the thing is they gave up Dorian Finney-Smith in the trade, and he was like their one wing defender, and they mm-hmm. replaced bad at defense Spencer Dinwiddie with bad at defense, but a like a tier or two better scorer Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So, like, did that? I understand that your offense is going to be better, sure, but like, how much better compared to how much worse your defense is going to be? Yeah, because here's the thing. At is... least you're not going from a be- good point guard defender to a bad one. You're going from a bad one to a bad one. <laughs> yeah, but you are lo- the... you're losing your wing guy, your guy that would your would have been like your LeBron stopper, or your, your guy that would guard like Kawhi, or I don't even, I don't think they would put Jokic. I don't think they would put him on Jokic, but they would put nah. him on like an Aaron Gordon or a Michael Michael Porter Jr. Uh, put him on like Desmond Bain. But, like, any sort of wing guy, like, if they were in the East, it would be, like, Giannis, Taylor. Right. 
you know, that's that's Dorian Finney-Smith's your guy. Yeah, which is the, good for the Nets. The Mavs have um, they've kind of struggled to see like who's gonna take over for for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, as we can see, like Brunson was as a scorer held back by you know how how much how ball dominant Luca was and just kind of his usage rate. So I'm interested to see now that, I mean, obviously Kyrie's a better score than Jalen Brunson is, but I'm interested to see how that fits in because we've already seen a player who is kind of a score really when it comes down to a score first point guard be kind of held back by Luca in a sense. So it's just going to be, I don't know. The fit is strange to me. They should be better offensively, but like, like you said, um, at what cost? Right, right. So where are the Mavericks this... at right now? They're sixth in the West. To me, this doesn't move them up or down any tier. Like they are no gonna win probably no. the same amount of games. Like maybe if Luca has to sit out a game, Kyrie can kind of carry the load. But like that's not really why he's there. He's probably he should be there to win playoff games. And I don't think he gets you over any type of playoff hump over any of those uh, upper teams in the West. I th- I think all this really does, it probably just makes Luca feel better about staying in Dallas. At least for the time being. It's, yeah, Con- just showing it, assume, effort. Assuming, yes, showing effort and, you know, assuming Kyrie would stay long-term, which we absolutely can't assume a goddamn thing about Kyrie Irving. In general, <laughs> honestly, whatever he's whatever he says about his future with the team, believe the opposite because he's been wrong at every single turn. Like literally right. every single spot, he's like, "Yeah, this is my place. I'm gonna stay here." And every time he's left, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So I mean, the basketball move is you made your offense a bit better, you made your defense a bit worse. So it's like, eh, whatever. They're a half game. They're a half game behind the Suns, who it's now reported that they're going to try to probably make a run at KD before the trade deadline on Thursday. Oh, I don't... my gosh. We're doing this again? So, <laughs> what I didn't realize pulling up the NBA standings is that the Nets are fourth in the East. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, after all this, like, they're still... Because yeah. they have Kevin Durant. Right. So, now the Nets, it's... How about Kevin Durant, huh? He, uh... It, it was it was Kevin. It was Durant, Harden, and Kyrie in Brooklyn, and now it's Durant, Ben Simmons, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dorian Finney-Smith. That's kind oh, of funny. Man. It's pretty funny. I. It, what would be funny is if they this is he stays doesn't get traded, and this is the team he wins with. That would be the most comical thing. That'd be pretty incredible, actually. Um. But I just, you know, it's just been a disaster. It could not have gone worse for the Nets. No. Signed those two. Could like could not. could not have possibly gone any worse. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Like what could you have? It's added? hilarious too. What could you have added, other than like KD or Kyrie having a career-ending injury that could have made it worse? You just couldn't have. Outside of anything, yeah, that, like super extraordinary. Like yeah, they both tore their Achilles. And then they came back and they tore them again in the first game. Like outside of just the stupid, like fake scenarios you could come up with, 
I think the only way it could be worse is that Kevin Durant is already gone. Yeah. Like that's just, that's the only thing that's the only saving grace is for the for the Nets is that you still have Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. And we know we'll see. <laughs> right for now. Markeith Moore is also going to Dallas, I did, which I'm just now seeing on ESPN. Mm, okay. Uh, it's there for it's for Finney Smith, Din- Dinwiddie, uh, 2029 first round pick. Jeez. <laughs> and what 2029? I thought I was 20. What? I thought I was 27 at first. How old is a person? How old is the future first pick of the 2029 NBA draft right now? Well, let's say that 19. That's six years from now. 13. 13, and they might be the one and done. Might be gone by then. So. Oh, so 12 maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 12 year old sitting somewhere right now that he hasn't even used with a pick that was that Kyrie Irving was traded for today. <laughs> like it's feasible, and it's not probable, but feasible that that pick has not even played basketball yet. Like, he, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like he's he's playing like football or something. But it's that's not a great him. point. It's like it's not for him. So he's. I mean, when did Embiid start playing basketball? You know. Yeah, like one of those stories. It's a little more common in football. Like some guys get it into it in high school, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> it's twelve years old, possibly. That's Ridiculous. incredible. God. Oh my gosh. So that person would have been born. Like, let's say they're twelve. Oh, they would have man. been born in Don't two thousand. They would have been born in two thousand eleven. Oh man. What year was Kyrie Irving drafted? 2011. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, uh, I don't think we mentioned the... Traits uh, are stupid. We didn't mention the Tom Brady lifespan. Of, oh, man. What, what year was Warren Moon was the oldest in the league? Tom Brady's rookie year. He was 44 years old, still in the league. And he was born, I guess, that would have been 1956. <laughs> 1956. Yep. And uh, and Colts safety. I've never heard of him until I looked him up because I don't watch the Colts. Nick Cross. I don't know if he's even plays, but he was born to in 2001, youngest player in the league. And uh, so Tom Brady has played with players from 1950, born in 56, and born in 01. Oh man, you want to know when? Uh, when you remember when exactly Nick Cross was born? When you looked it up? No. September tenth, two thousand one. Oof! <laughs> oh man, welcome to the world. <laughs> Get yourself some checkers. Hey, you know where? You want to know where Nick Cross is from? Oh no, don't tell me. Damatha Catholic in PG County. Hey, incredible! Shout out to PG County. Oh man, if you know, you know. Man, Nick, seventeen zero run, huh? Yeah, so this is this is the Nick from PG County that we uh, we've always known about. But anyway, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, this is a close game now, huh? Yeah, we were in a wedding. <laughs> we were in a wedding. They the. <laughs> that's uh, that's probably that's probably the main reason the show is late is the wedding, and that's why I yeah. Well, I was sick before the wedding. Yes, right. Yeah, we were gonna do it on like Monday or Tuesday or something, and Ryan wasn't feeling well. And I still, uh, I, I still don't quite sound a hundred percent. So I'll probably sound like this for another month. Yep. And then from Thursday to Saturday, we were, we were out, we were parked out by the lake. Qu- quite literally, we were. It was a good time. 
Yeah, shout out to the the B.O.B. the B.O.B. wedding, the big one. I think they've all they've all been on the show, I believe. So all the bucket of buds have Sion. Sion has never been on the show. Has Sion? I was thinking that earlier if she'd been on, I couldn't remember. Yes, yes. The big reason that this show has talked about Shepherd volleyball as much as it has is our friendship with former former player Sion Good. Yeah, that that is who got married to a friend of the show, Noah Herder. Big Eagles and, fan. Yeah, he loves he loves Bernie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> wide receiver. Bernie wide Sanders. Re- he loves wide receiver Bernie Sanders for the Eagles. Yeah, That's going to yeah. be Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Bernie Sanders. That's Bernie's music. <laughs> Look at Evan Fournier, man. He's got... Ta- has he always had these tattoos? There's no way, right? Yeah, see... <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> what is going on? He got he got relegated to the bench, and he he really switched up on us. I'm looking up Orlando Magic Evan Fournier right now. Look up Evan Fournier two weeks. I'm ago. look. I was gonna say I'm looking up. I'm looking up like <laughs> January Celtics. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Celtics Evan Fournier. Like at, at the very least, like give him some credit. Like where the this hell all these the, tattoos come from? Does he wear? an undershirt usually mm, i don't think so oh he does usually he was wearing the sleeves he was wearing a, a t-shirt yeah type of short sleeve thing on the on the celtics okay he did have he had like a forearm tattoo he had the four he had like a tattoo on both forearms okay uh this leg sleeve he's working with that's got to be new yeah he's, he's he's a changed man he just had a kid so Oh, that's what it is. He just had a kid, and guys who have kids just have like, ah, like that father strength or whatever they want to say. So, grown man strength, <laughs> dad strength. Yeah, the dad strength coming through here. So, well, I don't think I've ever seen our our thing hit one hundred minutes before. Like we've had episodes. That does sound this. new. We've had yeah. episodes longer than this, but because like the way recordings get broken up now and then, it hasn't hit it. <laughs> yeah, so, congrats to us. If you stayed this long, uh. Tweet us, hashtag, uh, hashtag Bernie. And then yeah, one there more, you go. It's just Garrett. Thanks for listening, Garrett. <laughs> Thank you, Garrett. Garrett's the one person I know listens and watch. He, he won't even get back to us on this one, but listens to like every show. Loyal. Unofficial, unofficial producer, Garrett. That's true. He did yep. our research for today. Shout out. He's in the booth right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing the audio, so. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go eat a sandwich. Yeah, go around. I'm gonna <laughs> do whatever. 